This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I am your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day seven of 100 days of Q&A. And today we're going to talk about how to stop criticizing your partner. So... And this episode of 100 Days of Q's and A's is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a free audiobook on us because we love you and we want you to have a free audiobook. Go yeah. do it. Grow your brain. Um, we do two, well, four technically things every morning on our 100 Days of Q's and A's. We pray, we do a gratitude, we answer your questions, and then we do something else I don't remember. A review of the day. A review of the day. Yeah. So, uh, all yeah. right, let's start with prayer. Do you want to pray? Sure. Go for it. Dear God, thank you so much for all that you have given us, Lord. Uh, help us make the most of our life. Help us make the most of our time together with people we love, and help us to be fruitful and wonderful on this planet. Amen. Amen. Speaking of fruitful and wonderful, what's up, Kenan? I'm thankful. Do you have a thankful? Go for it. Okay, think of one while I say mine. So I am thankful that you have a growth mindset, and I'll be very specific here. I am thankful that you got Brendan Bruchard's High Performance Planner. And I've noticed a trend. You find something and you get into it. And then I kind of check it out slowly and then dive into it as well. So you've been doing the high high performance planner for, I don't know, a week, about a week and a half. And I've really noticed a difference in you. And I bought one and I just started mine today. So Mm -hmm. thank you for kind of being the catalyst for that. You're welcome. It's a good planner. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having a different having a growth mindset last night about what I was talking to you about. Mm-hmm. That was awesome to not continue fighting. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank Good. you. Uh, hey, Brittany, you just said not a question, but I love you guys. We really appreciate what you were doing. Thank you. Thank we love you. you too. That's awesome. If you're listening to the podcast, we forgot to mention, you can also watch us live on Instagram and Facebook every morning. We every single morning. Every single morning. Let's start it out. Okay. I'm going to re- read the review of the duh. Five stars from Liz Dahl. <laughs> unforgettable 
Uh, Melanie and Seth bring an extremely refreshing perspective to marriage and relationships for anyone in, in any stage of life. It's funny, informative, and unforgettable. I'm so encouraged by the content and challenged to continually improve my understanding of those around me, particularly my husband, and our life we are building together. Thank you all for so much hard work, and I hope your audience continues to expand exponentially as you impact our culture of marriage and families. Whoa, that is a Thank good you. one. Thank you so much. That uh, is a good review. That is what we're trying to do. Again, we are trying to create the podcast that we wish we had, and we're doing it. When we I, were going I, through everything. I listened to our podcast, not to like critique or anything, but just like, oh, what did I say? What did Melanie say? That's a good reminder. I listened to it on my way home from work, and it really helps. Okay. Question. Review of the day and question. Oops, sorry. Okay. And I don't know. You put the Do you want to read it? Oh, I can try. <clears throat> got it so this was a follow-up to yesterday's episode um it said i listened to this episode i listened to yesterday's episode with my mouth hanging open this is literally me i think my way is right and i don't accept my husband's efforts i think criticism is connecting because that's what i learned hearing the analogy of punching and asking my husband to come close to me blew my mind i know you briefly talked about it melanie but what are some specific steps you took how are you able to identify and correct your behavior is it liter- uh, It is literally how my mind works to think of how to make things better. Code word criticism. Mm. I don't know where to start to begin to make things safe for my husband. Seth, what made you think that her change was real? How were you able to let your guard down? Uh, you all are really opening up in a way that is real and you are healing marriages. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so I wanted to talk about how to stop criticizing your partner and kind of how my brain processes it because mm-hmm. I think it is like what they were saying where when I see a problem, I think, we need to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Not like, I don't know. I just have lots of thoughts about it and I want to share. Yeah, I wrote a right. bunch of stuff down, it. but did um, you have anything? Nope. You go for it. I'm all ears. So I was researching this after the question was sent in and Dr. Gottman, John Gottman has research around the four horsemen of the apocalypse is what mm-hmm. he calls them. Uh, and it's criticism, stonewalling. What is it? Contempt. Contempt. And sarcasm. Sarcasm. So those are the four things that they can, if you have criticism, contempt, stonewalling, and sarcasm in your marriage, it is a lot more likely that you will get a divorce. So he's done a ton of actual research. He's it's like 90% more likely you get yeah, a Yeah, it's like a, a lot. Yeah. So what I found out when I was reading about criticizing um, is that there's a, a uh, what is the word? Uh, you need to clarify what is criticizing versus a complaint. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people are kind of mixing them all together and not realizing that you can complain about something. But when I, so a complaint is like a a particular behavior that Seth does that I don't like. So maybe he puts his shoes on the countertop. I don't know. And I would say, Hey, can you please not put your shoes on the countertop? That's a, an action that he's doing that I don't enjoy. A criticism is why would you put your shoes on the countertop? Mm -hmm. Don't you know they don't go there? Mm -hmm. So a criticism is not judging the shoes on the countertop. It's judging the fact that Seth put them there and that he is like morally wrong to have done that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wanted to really clarify criticism versus a complaint because I think oftentimes I'm actually complaining. Yep. You're receiving it as the, so just hear me out. Mm -hmm. I think there's sort of an element of I'm trying to stop the behavior, but you feel like I'm judging you. And we can use yes. last night's conversation about it because I think that it's helpful. Okay, so yes, I agree. You have complaints. However, I'm going to push back on you on this because I think there is a big difference and maybe this will be helpful. Uh, defensiveness. Sorry, not sarcasm. <laughs> Thanks, Deb. Of course, the other LMFT in the <laughs> group. Oh, it's defensiveness? Me. I thought it was sarcasm. It's criticism, it's- defensiveness, stonewalling, and contempt. 
Thumbs up oh, to Deb there's Thomas. there's a therapist watching. Check her out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yes, you do have complaints. And historically, and I'm talking like 10 years, maybe 15 years, you generally, more times than not, have you share that complaint in the form of a criticism. Yes, you're right. right. Historically, I have done that. Yes. I think I am getting better is my point. Yes. That in the past, I would be like, why don't you know to X, Y, and Z? Yes. And so that is the difference that I was, the first thing that popped up to my head was the criticism versus complaining. Um, because a complaint is like, oh, I don't like this thing. I want this thing to change. A criticism is, why would you do such a stupid thing? Why don't you change? Mm-hmm. Right? So we need to be really clear on the difference of that. Mm-hmm. Um And so in our journey, it's taken us a long time. And I think things like the Enneagram are really helpful for us understanding this. Um, The times when you've opened up, honestly, out of your own, like, like your stored up hurt, I Mm -hmm. guess, the few times that you've actually opened up and said, when you say this, it makes me feel like this. And Mm -hmm. you know what it was? It was a session with Tina. So Mm -hmm. you can actually listen to this in our episodes Mm -hmm. with Tina, where you said, when you talk to me like that, it makes me feel like a six-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is not my intention. Uh, And so that was really helpful but we would never have gotten there if we hadn't have been sitting down with tina mm-hmm. right so if we didn't have a facilitator and someone to well help us tina, externalize yeah. the problem the problem but well we were externalizing like the problem was here but tina was a or a therapist in general yeah, a therapist in this case it was tina uh, was looking at what was in between us and said hey guys check it out this way and mm-hmm. that's what a good therapist does yeah and so that being said so I would say if you're having a really hard time with this you might want to bring in a third person a therapist a counselor to say hey this is what's going on and then let the husband say what he feels let the wife say what she feels because there mm-hmm. could be insight that you would not otherwise gather okay here's an insight and this might be a little off topic thank you Deb for throwing defensiveness yes. in there and I would like your feedback on this maybe some other time but I'm thinking not only is the or are the four horsemen really toxic to couples, but think about other relationships. So, and I'm thinking of our children. Like, if we're talking to our children in a sarcastic or critical way, and we've talked about this before, sarcasm only, mostly times, sets the other mostly times <laughs> sets the other person up for defense. Yeah. Right. Hey, why did you do that? I didn't do that, and I swear oops sorry i swear i closed my eyes when i did that um sometimes our kids responses are only defensiveness Mm -hmm. so we have to absolutely monitor how we talk to them so we're not setting them up to be defensive Mm -hmm. of course they're kids and they're going to do that you know but i'm thinking not only in romantic relationships between you and i relationships with our children mm-hmm. or our grandchildren or people at work and stuff. So that is just, I mean, that that, that could be a whole family, mm-hmm. anatomy of family well, episode. The thing that came to my mind is, as I was thinking about this, I've really been thinking about this a lot the last in the last 24 hours, mm-hmm. um, was that there has to be something there. Cause I, so last night we got, not in an argument, but I was essentially saying to Seth, there is this thing that I'm seeing in our marriage with our parenting that is really causing a lot of strife. And I wanted to talk to him about it. But it, a lot of it was a list of like, this thing isn't helpful. This other thing isn't helpful. This other thing isn't helpful. And it causes this. And so, but, but my, my natural inclination is to say it as a complaint or a criticism, right? Mm-hmm. And so as I was thinking about it last night and we managed together to kind of 
get that conversation and steer it the right direction. And Mm -hmm. it went well. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I was thinking like last night and this morning was there has to be something in between. And it's not exactly the clearing structure Mm -hmm. that solves this problem or answers the question. So what I was realizing was what I was upset about yesterday was that I had like literally an entire column of parenting expectations from you Mm -hmm. that were actually not, they were never explicitly said for one. And they were certainly not being met Number two. Um, and so then how do we get from, you know, if you behave this way as a parent and then it has this negative effect, how do I, how can I tell you about it? And then how can we resolve it? Mm-hmm. So I need to be able to say that this makes me mad because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is maybe I don't need to say it to you. Okay. Maybe I just need to write it out in a Word document and get it out of my system like this because I want you to understand how I'm feeling about it. Maybe you could it. journal it, but I don't think, at least well, journaling on, let is me, helpful. Yeah, let me say why I'm saying that. So mm-hmm. I, in, for just for my personal feelings, I want to vent those things out. Right. So maybe that they land on a page and that's where they land. And then from that thing that I have vented, the next channel over is all of the solutions. Right. And then I bring you the solutions list not the vented list. Mm-hmm. Um, because what that's what ended up happening. Remember last night when we were talking and I said, well, how do we fix this? And I held up the book and I'm like, this right. is the problem, not this thing. How do we fix this? And you got yeah. irritated, which well, is this understandable. Is because you were speaking to me in a way that you've done for a zillion years, and I'm not dissing you. I'm just saying that is our pattern. It's like this. It is like going to a restaurant and maybe I chose the restaurant and it's 50-50. Either it's going to be good food and good service and people won't be loud. They'll just be normal or it won't be. But I think the thing that you do is, in this analogy, the thing that you do is go to a restaurant that I picked. There's not good service or whatever. And you see and you say, it's your fault that this evening has not been uh, okay. Right? So that is a complaint with criticism, right? It's. I think that historically there's been a thing with... Um, uh, uh, I'm going to push back slightly. Okay. Because there's times when we have literally gone to a restaurant mm-hmm. and I just didn't like it. I never said it was your fault. Mm-hmm. You internalized me not liking it as your fault. I've internalized it that way because the way that you shared that you didn't like it. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's, it's not the restaurant's fault. The service is bad. It's my fault. The service is bad. See what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I didn't never say that. (laughs) I know that. But what I'm saying is historically the way that you have presented that complaint has been in the form of a criticism. You know what I'm saying? So it is our job to, because we have this pattern, write down stuff, what we're thinking about it and turn that criticism, turn that, 80% 80% slash 20% criticism and complaint into more of a complaint rather than a, a critical uh, complaint. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like using the journal thing and then go, oh, okay, I can still say this and process my feelings and share my feelings because you have to share your feelings and then put it out that way. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, and that actually falls in line. So I have notes down at the bottom where one mm-hmm. of the things when you look it up on, doc, uh, on John Gottman's research mm-hmm. and I Googled something like, how to stop being critical or I don't even know, something like that. Mm. And one of the things, I, so I made kind of like a, a list of my own things that I thought were good from mm-hmm. whatever. But the one of them is complain without blame. Mm. So I can say, oh, I don't really like this restaurant. I guess I could have said that in a very succinct way. But that way. is what you complain said. Complain without but, blame. But yeah, yeah, I mean. But I 
took we didn't know to. So, um, so, but that is one of the main things where it's like you can complain about the shoes on the countertop without saying you're so dumb. You always put the shoes on the countertop, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can say, I stop reading the comments. I need <laughs> you to focus. Um, so we'll, we'll get to them. But so that's one of the things is complaining without blaming. So in your relationships, when you see your husband doing something or your wife doing something that mm-hmm. you don't like, you can say you got to take a second first that takes mm-hmm, it takes sort mm-hmm. of control compose. and you have to say okay i don't like this thing that's happening i can complain about that thing or bring a solution or an option to make it different but i don't need to blame my partner for mm-hmm. what they're doing or mm. or, or why, the fact that it's happening so really identify your feelings and i'm thinking of this in real time like if i get irritated at something <laughs> i can say i can see that what's happening here is kind of irritating to me or stressful mm-hmm. Can you and I think of a solution here to not do this? Whatever it is, it's the kids or whatever. Um, and you can be like, no, get over it, which isn't helpful. Or, all right, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I see how that, I don't, I don't understand how that might be stressful, but it, you're saying it is for you, so I believe you. Let's see if we can do something about yeah. it. So yeah. So join together. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then so the one, second one is use I statements instead of you statements, mm-hmm. right? So I feel blank when you don't do blank instead mm-hmm. of saying you don't do this and I'm mad about it or you're not good at that or why don't mm-hmm. you ever mm-hmm. so it's, it's and it's kind of the same thing where you're you're just taking ownership of the actual part of you that is feeling something right um, and not sort of throwing it onto your partner and saying they have to fix it or it's their fault that mm-hmm. it's wrong mm-hmm. so using more I statements complaining without blaming describe what you see happening without judgment that's another one so mm. describe like, Oh, the shoes are on the floor. Not that idiot left his shoes on the right. floor again, but just they're on the floor. And how about this one too? Just listen to what your partner is saying is happening without judgment. Oh, right. You're so making if one the up. kids okay. are over here, well, just like that example, yeah, I'm kind of tweaking that one. Oh, this is stressing me out. I need you to listen without that judgment, Mm -hmm. right? Like I just said before, you know, I don't understand why that stresses you out Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it does and I trust you, so I'm going to try to help you here, Mm -hmm. right? That's a good one. Yeah, so so describe without judgment and listen without judgment, I guess. Oh, this one. Uh, And yeah, the bottom one is from our life is that you have said, I can't remember how it came about, but I, so I have to remember and actively not be Seth's teacher mm-hmm. because I am not morally superior. My ways are not better than his ways. I do not have the answer to things. I'm not better. It's I'm different, right? And somehow in an art, this was like a few months ago. I can't remember, but what like... What is that called? That's, um, it's, oh, there's a term for it. Like you just think your way is better. There's a term. I can't think of it right now. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go um, ahead. A few months ago, what happened? We were having some conversation and i it, it, but it was from criticism it was from like can we please change i was asking seth i we need to change this behavior maybe it was around money i don't even know mm-hmm. something that it, like perpetually happened in our marriage and and i said i'm telling you this because like i want you to learn to blah 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 and seth was just like you're not my teacher mm. And I was like, oh, all right. Which is annoying was to me. Was it like an oh, okay? Or was it like, oh, I'm not. What am I doing? Uh, I mean, it was, I don't know. It, it's an, It's annoying to me still because I'm like, well, I want, I want us to both sort of move forward at the same pace that I want to move forward. Mm-hmm. I want us to go like arm in arm and be running that way and, mm-hmm. and like go towards the high performance planner and go towards mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey stuff and whatever. But 
that's not fair because right. that's not your pace. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, come on, Seth. Let's, and I was trying to like motivate Seth to be at my, le- not that my level is better. My level is just different. It's different. And so it I was, works for you. And so I was like, well, it, but all it did was made Seth feel like she thinks I'm inferior. She mm-hmm. thinks she's better than me. She thinks I'm lazy. So it was the way that it was coming across was very negative. And when he said the words, you're not my teacher or you're not my coach or whatever mm-hmm. one it was, or don't you don't need to motivate me. Mm-hmm. I will do it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of hurt my feelings because I that's that's my desire. It's just mm-hmm. my desire as a person to right. do that with other people. So, so I was okay with your desire. I was just complaining at your methods I guess. yeah i will but it's just not my place to right. make you be like all right yeah, i'm the i'm making all the things happen and all the choices right. that i make are the ones we follow right and so that that just that sentence of you're not my teacher uh-huh. was really impactful for me to help me kind of change the ways that i because i was criticizing seth based on my standards right right not his not which, which is some judgment which is some like i think my way is better i have strong feelings about even you say you have i have strong feelings about that mm-hmm. when it's something that whatever you know and then that produces a timidity in me mm-hmm. to like well, i can't do a lot of stuff because you're gonna have strong feelings and i just don't want to have conflict mm-hmm. you know so it's like this perpetual well and not I, yeah you being know what? able to feel like that's I'm myself because I know you're going to say something. Yeah, you hit a key good. word because I think Seth is really conflict avoidant also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a nine, you're like the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. So it's that sort of like you are... When I say I have a problem, you mm-hmm. immediately go, oh, crap. Now well, I what? remember we were talking about Enneagram stuff with our friend Matt McDonald and he was like... I love fights. Oh yeah, and I, I'm like, and it was so what? It and was Melanie's so funny like, yeah, I love them too. And I was just like barfing in my mouth. I was like, <laughs> that's the worst thing I could think of. He said something along the lines of, "I uh, like he loves how a good fight makes you feel closer." And I was like, yeah. Mm. And I literally was Ugh. like, yes, that's exactly what I like. Like I love that because it's that's like why, growth. That's why like we've only had makeup sex like once ever. Glad you just sold the whole world. Well, it's a podcast I initiated about marriage. It. <laughs> no, you didn't. Actually, we did it twice. And um, okay, never mind. Let's see. I remember these things. We are still at the early stages of our relationships. Eight months living together. The tone of voices are still strong and judgmental. That mm. is a really. Oh yay! I needed to hear this day. Yeah. Good. So that is another thing too. Is the the judgmental like. Um, undertone of how you speak to your partner is really important mm-hmm. does that make sense it it I, I hope it makes sense because i've that's been an issue in hours before mm-hmm. like your complaints slash criticism have come off like really like ah you know and like peacemaker status over here for me mm-hmm. i'm like no well, I'm, and i would just withdraw and i don't super, want any of that it's super family of origin too my family is not happy mm-hmm. and chipper and bright and like yay you did a great job my family's like nice good one so yeah. if yeah. if i am am complaining it sounds like five times worse by 500 times worse than if a seth's million. mom complained yeah she would complain in a way that didn't feel bad she would right. complain in a way that felt almost happy but my parent, happy I mean... Happy complaining. Maybe that's a thing. Okay, yeah. I want to read a bunch of questions. Yeah. So, okay. Wouldn't people who are defensive become defensive regardless on how you present the complaint? I think there's that is a really good... That's a good question. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a way to present a complaint that is not presenting the complaint. It's presenting the solutions like we talked about. Like, right. make your list, complain all day long in your Google Doc. 
that your partner will not read. Mm-hmm. And then shuffle out, sort through your complaints, and then bring a list of solutions. And so mm-hmm. how different would it feel if I said, you know, you never fold the laundry. You know, you never put the forks in the fork drawer. You never right. put the coat on the coat rack. Or if I said... I really want to be more efficient as a family. Would it be okay if you worked on putting the coat on the coat rack mm-hmm. and the forks in the fork drawer mm-hmm. and whatever the other thing is? Yeah. Um, that would feel really different because it's not you never, you're bad at this, right. it's well, that. Well, saying never and always does not help. And then also, we can't make ch- people change overnight because I think when we get in a mode of defensiveness, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we that takes us a long time to get there, right? And we can't expect things that take a long time to happen, to formulate, to become patterns can sometimes take an equal amount of time to undo. Yes. Right? So don't get discouraged on that. So is it right to say that we need to learn how to communicate with your spouse? It is exactly right. That is what we are saying. So is it right to say that we need to learn to communicate? Yes. In fact, we need to start with unlearning, get this knowledge, unlearn some of the bullcrap that we've learned in family of origin and culture and then rewrite how you want to communicate to your spouse, how you want to communicate to yourself even, how you want to be non-judgmental, how you want to be less defensive, how you want to drop sarcasm and drop defensiveness and criticism, even if your partner isn't on board, because we can't change the other person, we can change ourselves. And Well, and I would say there are tools for that. So the love languages is a good tool for learning how your partner it, like communicating kind the of the love languages. Yeah, that's a that's a tool. Yeah, it's not an end. I've had so many people read it and go, I'm a this. And then what, I mean, anything it's that doesn't help- happen that way. Yeah, it's helpful. It's helpful. Yeah. But the Enneagram is also really helpful to understand what makes people feel what they feel. This that's something true. I think that people don't often think about. Okay, would asking your spouse what they think help in this? Um, like, this is an example, I feel like this. How do you feel? Yes. Yes. Yes, you're, that would you're, be awesome. You're saying how you exactly how you feel. You're explaining it. And then you're inviting your spouse to uh, share Clarity their is always valuable in, in stuff. What does it say? <laughs> Ma- <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> it's because everything gets cleared out and there's makeup sex. <laughs> That's funny. Barfing in my mouth. Hearts. I know. Barfing Bring in my a solution. Bring a solution. Bring solution. a solution like a shoe 93. I don't get that. Oh, a shoe, shoe organizer. organizer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one. Let's see from our friend. How do you learn to share with your partner in a respectful and loving way? I'm so guilty of letting my emotions speak for me. Oftentimes I feel like being nice is me being weak, vulnerable. Speak to that, Melanie, because if you were happy, it was dangerous. If you were nice or pleasant, it, you'd get made fun of. So how do you speak to changing your mindset of being nice does not equal weak or vulnerable? I I think it's a lot of that, like, again, I go back to the Google Doc concept of like writing out your ideas. Uh, And what I said yesterday with the idea of um, practicing it before you do it. I can't focus if you're touching the phone. Sorry. Um, Practice it before you're doing it. So if your goal is to nicely say to your partner, something is bothering me, something hurts my feelings, something whatever, um, then I would... I'm super distracted. I would highly suggest writing out your feelings so that you are clear on what your feelings are. You can use the clearing structure if you need to. You can write it in a Google Doc or journal it or whatever. And then the second part of that is then um, imagining yourself doing it. 
imagining yourself talking to your partner that way. I mean, this is stuff I actually have to do. I'm not mm-hmm. making this up. I actually do this. Oh, you talked about this yesterday. Yeah, you that's what I'm saying. You kind of play out the scenario. Yeah. I love that. You I envision that. what it is like to talk to your partner in that way so that you don't feel walked on, so that you feel strong and you feel like you said what you needed to say. You weren't backing down, but you also weren't a total jerk, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's because... Because it's like totally foreign to me to behave that way. Mm-hmm. So I had to see the version of Melanie that actually did behave that way in my mind before I could actually behave that way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I'm getting phone calls over here. Okay, we're at 26 minutes. You guys are awesome. Keep on the questions. You can email us all your questions, whatever you want to talk about. We will absolutely talk about it on the show at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. Thank you for sending them in too. Yes, thank you. You can do it also on Facebook and Instagram. You can just DM questions to us. Yep, get Um, it to us. And go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. There's so many out there, you guys. I'm going to get an audiobook on parenting and probably some Brendan Bruchard stuff today Oh, High Performance Habits. I'm going to get that one. I have to That's buy more right. credits. I burn through Audible credits like nobody's business. Nobody's business. Um, so the other thing I wanted to say too is if you're new to the podcast, please check out our season one of our podcast. It is our story in a mm-hmm. highly produced format. It has an entire workbook. Actually, two people in the women's group were talking, they're starting the workbook right now and awesome. it's so exciting. So check out season one. There's a free workbook. You can get it at a hello uh, I mean, at anatomyofmarriage.com. <laughs> so check that out. Thank you so much for joining us. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you like what we're doing. That means a lot to us just individually, yeah. and we'll read your review on the show. But more importantly, it helps other people find the show and know if it's yeah. worth their time. And your comments do too. It says, yeah. thanks so much for everything you do. Another one says, you Oh, guys someone are says, the I bomb. love season one so much. It's my favorite. That's right. So, um, Season, All right, guys. If we could do season one forever at style, I would do it. So please support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash any marriage. Okay. I've read so many marriage books, they blend together. Yes, they do. Yeah, All right, guys. Right. Love you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.